So hope. Hope is this thing that just really shouldn't grow. If you think about the world that we live in, a lot of the things around us, the world teaches us that, you know, hope just shouldn't grow. Why should there be hope given all of the things that are going on in the world right now? I mean, really. Open up the cover of, uh, open up any newspaper to the front page and read any headline, and most of the time it's going to be something negative, something terrible going on in the world. Rarely do you open up the paper and see everyone was happy today, everything went well. Normally, it's all of the things that are going wrong. And we in this country have had a lot of things go wrong in the recent history. There's a lot of problems, there's a lot of hunger, there's fires, there's destruction, there is all kinds of greed and reasons to have doubts that our country will continue to be a place that welcomes all people. There's reasons to be concerned if you are a person of color or a person of a minority background, if you are an LGBT person. There are all of these reasons why hope shouldn't grow. In fact, there's a guy named Walter Brueggemann who, if you go to seminary, you get like, ooh, Walter Brueggemann, because he's kind of like this really cool modern-day theologian. Um, the rest of you probably don't know. Uh, I see the seminary-type folks smiling. Uh, Walter Brueggemann says this about hope. Uh, hope is an absurdity too embarrassing to speak about, for it flies in the face of all those claims we have been told are facts. And yet, this is me, and yet, hope grows. In the face of everything that we are told every day about how terrible the world is, hope grows. Because Brueggemann continues, hope is the refusal to accept the reading of reality, which is the majority opinion. And one does that only at great political and existential risk. On the other hand, hope is subversive, for it limits the grandiose pretension of the present, daring to announce that the present to which we have all made commitments is now called into question. Hope is a dangerous thing. It's, a, it's an incredible thing. It dares us to dream. It dares us to dream not about what is or what will be, but about what could be. Hope dreams of the lamb and the wolf lying together in the same pasture, the cow and the bear grazing together, the calf and the lion lying together. And dreams... These grandiose dreams of magnificent... Ma yeah. It dreams these magnificent, grandiose dreams of things to come. Hope dreams of all of the things we hope for in Christ. These incredible, if not impossible, dreams. But hope is also not just this far-off thing. Hope isn't just about when the lion lies down with the calf and the wolf lies down with the lamb. Hope is about our everyday lives today. Hope is what inspires us to dream of what is better, to take what we have right now and make a difference today. 
Because hope is this persistent, ever-growing thing. I want you to imagine for a second a parking lot of a brand new big box store. One of these massive parking lots that completely paved over. The kind that they sing about in the song when they say, uh, pave paradise and put up a parking lot. That parking lot glistening and uh, glistening blackness with perfect lines. That solid mass that is a parking lot void of all life. Now I want you to think about that same parking lot and imagine it's been abandoned for 20 years. What does that parking lot look like now? That parking lot which once was this solid mass of dark blackness has cracks and there's grass growing up in those cracks and there's life living in those cracks where once cars drove and now is open space. Life is once again growing. It's a place where nothing grew, but life is growing again. Hear these words of Isaiah, a shoot shall come out of the stump of Jesse, the stump. Think about trees growing right on the tree line of a mountain. If you've ever come to the, or seen pictures of the very tree line of a mountain, they, become, they begin to become very sparse, and the trees often look weak. They're smaller trees, because it is, after all, a struggle to grow anything at that altitude. That's why it is the tree line, because there's not enough oxygen, there's not enough nutrients, there's not enough it's too cold, it's not the right conditions, and yet, despite all of that, there is a tree line, there is a line where these trees are struggling and surviving and breaking through the bedrock. In places we don't think that life should grow, life does. And we remember that in Isaiah 11, it says, A shoot shall come out of the stump of Jesse. Sometimes this growth, however, is incredibly slow. I like hope because I like to dream about all of the big things that we can do, that I can do, that our community can do, that the church can do, all of these great things. I love the idea of, of uh, fighting poverty in this city, of fighting afford for affordable housing in this city, for fighting for the everyday lives of people right here in front of us. I love the dream of ending hunger and homelessness. And then I look at the reality of me ending that and realize it is so very slow. Every winter around this time as the temperatures drop and the emergency shelters open and they become packed, we remember that there are still lots of those in need. And sometimes hope grows very, very slowly. I had a story once about a pastor who was uh, in a community and Every day, as she walked to the newsstand to buy her paper, she would walk past this one individual. And it was a cordial relationship, hello, good morning to one another, until one day his wife passed away. 
They were together for 42 years. And after that day, when she passed him on the sidewalk, he seemed to stump, to, to lean over just a little more, to bow his head down. His whole body seemed to be in mourning. And when she said, good morning, he would never respond. Until one day he did. And he said, good morning, pastor. On the way to get your paper? And she, of course, was taken aback by this because this man who up until that day had seemed so stuck in mourning and so lost in sorrow, he didn't even recognize her. This man recognized her and said, good morning. And it was this sudden change. Sometimes hope looks like that from the outside when on the inside, if you were that man, I imagine that sorrow was very slow to dissipate. The pain of the loss of his spouse of 42 years, very, very difficult to overcome. And so for him, while, or for her, while it was very quick, for him it was this slow, gradual thing until one day he finally could look up. The miraculous thing about hope is that it grows even when it's painfully slow. And hope is this thing that tends to pop up in unexpected places. From the stump of Jesse grows the shoot that will be a future king. Those places that are too hard or too dead like the stump. If you imagine a stump in the middle of a field, imagine if we had had a tree sitting right there in the middle of the quad here, and some point somebody cut it down, and all that was left was this stump. Imagine life growing from that. It's this dead stump. There is no more tree. The tree is gone. Except sometimes, as that stump decays, new life grows. See, hope, just like the life in that stump, will pop up in unexpected places that the world says are too far gone, that the world tells us are dead, the world, where the world tells us there's not enough. But hope dreams differently. It doesn't follow the rules of the world, and so it pops up in the most unexpected places. In Jersey City, uh, there was a woman named Ruth who grew up there in the 30s. She had said that it wasn't so bad being a black person in those years. She said, if you were light enough and you straightened your hair, you could get a good job with the telephone company. That's exactly what her mother had done. And every Saturday afternoon, as soon as the weather was warm, Ruth and her mother Mabel got all dressed up and fit for the finest party in town. But they never went out the front door. Instead, they put two chairs out on the patio of their fire escape, and they left the window open wide, and they turned up the radio and listened to the Saturday afternoon at the Metropolitan Opera. And they would sit for the rest of the afternoon listening to the opera from that, not from the first balcony of the theater, but from their fire escape. Mabel knew most of the arias by heart, and sang along with all of her favorites. One day, however, she overheard white folks at the phone company say that black people just couldn't understand opera. 
Now, she would tell that story and laugh until tears rolled down her cheeks because she knew different. Even more so when the famous African-American singer Marian Anderson was invited to sing at the Lincoln Memorial and was heard by millions after being denied by the DAR because they didn't want an integrated audience. People didn't expect much to grow up in that part of Jersey City. But oftentimes hope grows in places that are stubborn. You can try to keep people down. You can put all kinds of obstacles in their way, and yet they push through the sidewalk. They break through the rock into the warmth of the sunlight, pronouncing to the world that hope is very much alive and that death and darkness are strong, but hope is much stronger. And hope is growing in us even now, even in this moment, even in this semester where there's been lots of questions about where is the hope. Hope is growing in us now because hope is just that tenacious. Hope is growing even when we are unaware of it and we can't see it. Even if we feel like the whole world's been paved over, even if we feel like there's not enough oxygen, even if there seems to not be enough Hope is growing. And hope will break through. Hope will break through just like it did in the, site, in the concrete of that parking lot, just like it does on the tree line. Hope breaks through just like it does in places like Jersey City and just like it did in the man who had lost his wife. Hope will break through because hope is breaking through all of the cracks that it is creating making way for the Christ who is already transforming the world. Even when it's happening painfully slow, even when it feels like we've taken five steps backwards, hope is growing because as the prophet told us all those years ago, a shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Very soon the child will be born again in our hearts. That promised child that we remember on Christmas, that we celebrate on Christmas. And not just the child, but the hope and promise that he represents. The hope for a world that has been broken, but will not remain. The hope that grows when the world says it is over. The hope that dares to dream magnificent dreams and yet is a hope that we can grab a hold of right here and right now because, friends, hope is growing today. Amen.